When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, the Leicester Mercury's Leicester City podcast. I'm Rob Tanner, and joining me at the King Power Stadium today is Jordan Blackwell. Afternoon, Rob. Afternoon, Jordan. Uh, we've been hurt. It was an early start today. It was an early start, uh, even earlier if you try to get around Leicester's uh, rush hour traffic, which was well, wasn't moving this morning. So I missed the start of Brendan Rodgers' press conference, uh, previewing the trip on Monday night to Man City. What did I miss, Jordan? Um, well, starting with the, the team news, the team news is that there is no team news, there's no fresh injuries for Rodgers to be concerned with, so that's all looking good uh, ahead of Monday, although given there are a, a few days left of training in which players might pick up niggles or anything like that, I suppose they're maybe slightly more common towards the end of the season when players are, you know, the... You know, they've had nine months of football and their, their bodies might be feeling that. But uh, at the minute, no problems there. So we probably expect a, a similar team to that that beat um, Arsenal. Um, but he did comment, Rogers did comment on Shinji Okazaki, mm. uh, who we've learned this week is obviously leaving the club. He's, I think we, we sort of expected it anyway uh, for a while. Well, yeah, the background is that there's been a group of Japanese journalists that have been following Shinji home and away since he joined the club four years ago. And I think he told some of them a while back that he was um, looking to move on in the summer and, and pursue a new challenge in either Spain or Italy or you know, southern Europe where the pace of the football is a bit slower. Because he's getting on a bit, Shinge, and uh, he wants to play in the next World Cup, which I think is a real big ambition yeah. to make it to, to the next World Cup, considering how far away it is. But I think he feels a move away um, is going to help his cause. And he, he announced it in a, an interview in a, in a national newspaper in Japan called Nikkei, which has got three million readers. And uh, he basically said that even though um, he was part of the title success playing at City, he never was completely satisfied because he wasn't playing in his favourite number nine role. He was playing as the backup. Well, he, he felt it was more of a midfield role that he's played here at City and he wants to uh, get back to being a striker and a goal scorer. Yeah, and I think he probably feels that if he can score goals um, it looks better in terms of the the selectors and of the Japan national team you you know there's something tangible there to say oh look Shinji Okazaki scored this many goals in this many games let's get him back in the national team so maybe that's why he feels um, that way but yes yeah, certainly they are grand ambitions because what he'll be what 36 by the yeah. time the Qatar World Cup comes around um, and he's already so started to be left out of a few Japan squads as well yeah yeah he? he's not been he's not really been involved since last year's World Cup um, so yeah, it's it's going to be a tricky one for him to get back in, I would say. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it, I think everyone wishes him, a, you know, all the best in the, the sort of the final stages of his career. But, you know, all, I'm sure all his teammates and all the coaches do, and Rogers did as well. He sort of explained that um, he will leave the leave the club as a legend, as a champion, and he'll forever be remembered as being part of that. Not only the squad, but he was one of the main men in the eleven. Um, and so I think it'll be. Be a, a a lot of appreciation shown to Okazaki over the final two games because people know it's his um it's his last game. So hopefully, last game of the season, even if he's not started, he might hopefully he'll get maybe five minutes or ten minutes there uh, here or there. Um, j- 
just so fans can give him a proper one last standing ovation. Well, I hope so because he's been a fantastic character. Yeah. I and mean, I mentioned those um, Japanese lads that followed him home and away. I mean, it's it's hard enough following a one football team, but to follow one player home yeah. and away, especially if he's not playing, which he hasn't played much this uh, this season, but. Sure enough, they're always there waiting to speak to him after a game in the mix zone, and he always stops. Mm. And he always stops and talks for at length as well. He's normally there for 20 minutes. We've probably spoken to two or three players in the time that Shinji stops and, and speaks to those Japanese journalists. And uh, So they're, yeah, obviously they're, <laughs> they'll be hoping another Japanese player comes to the Premier League soon, and you know, it's their livelihood. Uh, especially if, although they might be hoping for a bit of sun if he uh, moves to Spain and they follow him there as well. So, But he has been a great servant to the club, hasn't he? Another one of those title winners... That is uh, set to move on. We're expecting two more. Well, we were expecting two more, weren't we? Um, Danny Simpson and Christian Fuchs. But Christian, a uh, bit of a wild card. He did an interview with um, Sky Sports this week. And he was asked about his future. And he said, well, the plan's always been for to go back to New York, back to his family, because he doesn't want to be you know, a part-time dad. But then he said, but you never know. You might see me in the Premier League next season, which is... Uh, Strange one. It might just be Christian being Christian and just yeah. throwing in, uh, throwing in a little, little little wild card there. But um, interesting though. Could could we see him? Could you see a scenario where City say, Christian, give us another year. We haven't got a left back to um, back up Ben Chilwell at the moment. From City's point of view, I can absolutely see it. I think whenever I, I mean Chilwell's been very good this season and he's played pretty much every game. But you would say when Fuchs has been called upon. He's not done a lot wrong. Um, he's, you know, in the cup games he played pretty well. Um, he's still got, although obviously he's not got quite, quite got the pace that he once had. His delivery is still pretty good. We saw that brilliant goal he scored at um, against Fleetwood. I think his most recent appearance was in the win at Burnley when Leicester had ten men. I think towards the end, Chilwell was pushed up to sort of left midfield and Fuchs came on, played the final twenty-five minutes at left back, won so many sort of crucial headers at the back post and that kind of thing so I think there's you would say they could get another year out of him and maybe at the same time bring in a really young left back who they think can be Chilwell's deputy in the future but then give that left back time to, to bed in um, but I think if they can't if they don't think they've got a, a left back on their shortlist that they can bring in this summer um, or they can't find anyone that's quite good enough I think Fuchs is probably their their best option for having somebody there, um, you know, as a as a competent backup and someone who's well liked within the squad as well. Well, let's see how that uh, plays out over the next uh, few weeks. Because uh, th- well, he did say when he, when I first interviewed him when he came that he said the contract he signed was going to be his last contract. And then they won the title, and then he signed a contract extension. A year to so it, yeah. I've learned with Christian, you never say never with him. Yeah. He's he's an interesting character, isn't he? And uh, um, and obviously, he's always got all those interests off the field as well with his academies and his esports team, and, and and I'm sure he'd want to get onto that. But I, I suppose you want to play as long as you possibly can. Perhaps he hasn't had the offer that he was expecting from the MLS as well. And he, he even yeah. talked about um, NFL, hadn't he? Being an NFL yeah. kicker, yeah. he's an interesting character. Uh, but he's another one of those title-winning uh, members of that squad, that, the, the legends, the champions, as Brendan has put it today. Because today. It's the third anniversary of the moment when City were crowned champions of England for the first time. Wow, what a moment that was. Air on the neck sort of stuff, wasn't it? When uh, Eden Hazard curled it, that uh, that's finishing to the top corner at Stamford Bridge to grab the point that City needed to be champions and the party started. Um, Jordan, where were you? 
I was at home rather boringly, Rob. Uh, not long finished uh, my shift at work. Um, and to be honest, I think we'd had a... I'd not worked the, the day before when, um, when Leicester were at Old Trafford um, and they drew with United. Um, we'd had a big sort of... I'd had a big do with my mates for that one. Uh, and then it kind of felt that... Because Spurs were playing so well, it kind of felt like, oh, that's fine, they'll beat Chelsea. And then it'll come down to the game on um, Leicester's game against Everton at home. So I, that, I think I remember that being my mentality that, okay, I'm going to watch this game, but I know Spurs are going to win. Um, and obviously they went 2-0 up. And it wasn't until Aiden Hazard's goal, what was it, seven minutes from the end, that was the first moment I actually thought it would happen. I realised at that moment, all my hands went clammy straight away. Um, and I think you sort of realised at that moment that it had actually happened. I think for somehow, maybe sort of, it had been so unbelievable that I had been unable to compute it up to that point, even though I'd been writing, you know, Leicester on the brink of an unbelievable title success or whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that it, that was the moment that it that it settled in for me when Azad scored that goal. Um, but yeah, so it was just a, a mad, mad evening and a mad, mad few weeks. Well, I was at home as well, but I was working because we were doing a live blog that night, weren't we? And uh, trying to blog events from um, White Hart Lane and um, I have to tell you my wife is not a football fan the last thing she wanted to do is sit through a football match normally but she was riveted to the uh, TV and when Hazard curled that one into the top corner she was leaping off the end of the sofa <laughs> as well perhaps she knew that I was writing a book and she was seeing the <laughs> signs that the fairy tale ending was uh, materialising before her own eyes I don't know but no it was an historic moment and I mean uh, uh, did you come down to the stadium at all? No, not until not until the next day. No. Yeah, because there was quite a party, wasn't yes, there, outside yeah. the, the stadium that night that went on all night. And I came down the next morning and uh, went on my way into work. And we, we was coming down very early in the morning because we had some requests for interviews and stuff. It just went crazy, didn't it? And uh, the the beer bottles and the corks and the tins and oh, you, you were wading through <laughs> outside the uh, the King Power Stadium. And I remember coming down in the uh, in the afternoon as well to do some more and more interviews and. Uh, I think there was a live Channel 4 broadcast and there was loads of fans still milling around. There was bands playing. I remember a fire engine pulled up on the, on the, on just outside the stadium. and they weren't, Luckily, they weren't on the way to an emergency. They'd just come to join in the party, I think, because they turned <laughs> on the sirens. There was fans hanging off the side of the, um, of the, uh, the fire engine and the, uh, the firefighters were waving blue flags and, and jumping around as well. And um, it was quite... Um, it was, it, there were certainly scenes that um, I'll never forget and... Uh, God, it didn't seem five minutes ago, and it's three years. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing. I think it becomes. I think it was surreal at the time, and then it, you probably had a maybe a year of it settling in. But I think maybe the further it gets away again, it becomes it starts to become even more surreal again. Yeah. As you as the distance um, as as time passes. Um, so yeah, so it's it's odd to. You know, looking at the pictures this this morning of the of the evening of the the celebrations at Vardy's house and the celebrations outside the King Power Stadium, it kind of feels like a a different world again. I think because although it doesn't, you know, it seems five minutes ago, but actually, quite a lot's happened at, oh. at Leicester City in terms of we you know we've seen Ranieri go, we've seen the Champions League campaign, Shakespeare, Puel, now Rogers. Um, you kind of this it. It's a very different Leicester City now than it was three years ago. Oh, absolutely, it is. And uh, you look at the starting lineup, 
And it's Jamie Vardy who's still going strong, still the talisman, Casper Schmeichel in goal. Um, but the rest of the side pretty much changed. All Brighton still in there. All Brighton, yes, when he's fit, of course. Um, Where's his sort of in and out now with Johnny Evans and Harry Maguire being the uh, the main centre backs partnership now? Chilwell's come on. We've got new arrivals and Nadidi and Ricardo and Madison and hopefully Tielemans will stay. And it's but it's an exciting. It's what it's a future that the fans can be excited about again, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think we've. I think particularly after uh, the Sunday's game against Arsenal, that really was uh, uh, a sign that. Leicester can challenge uh, for the top six uh, next season. I think there's a. I think they would need to have some kind of consistency. Uh, I'm not sure they would quite have that, but it's certainly possible. They've certainly shown that not only can they beat the the big teams this season, they can they can beat them handsomely. Um, so yeah, I th- I can't see any other emotion other than optimism for the new season, given how well the club is run. Um, you know the money that will probably be spent in terms of Rogers' first transfer window, and the players he'll be able to bring in, the current squad as it is. Um, yes, I think that I think there's a sense that because then Leicester because Leicester won the league and then all of a sudden they were they briefly battled relegation. They finished I think they finished twelfth in the the season where it was Ranieri and then Shakespeare at the end. It felt like they'd taken a backward step, but I I, I look at it that. You kind of have to discount the league as sort of an anomaly. It's just so unbelievable that you kind of take it out. And if you actually take it out, best to have progressed every season. They've got more points every that's, Premier League season since they've been back, which I think is that's the sign of a very good club that they have done that. Well, Rogers highlighted that in last week's press yes. conference as well, didn't he? He said about the progress of the club. If you take that title win out of the picture, you can just see a steady progression on a graph. Um, going up, and hopefully, if they finish at above ninth with more points than they got last season. Yeah, well, they've, got, they've, they've already got three more points than last season now. Um, if they can so finish ahead of ninth, then with, with these two games to go, that would be another achievement. Yeah, definitely. I think there's. Um, I, I think seventh might be gone now, and obviously, if Wolves finish there, then the the title of best Midlands club that Leicester have had for a, for a couple of years will, will go as well. But um, yes, I think. They'll be feeling confident of getting more points. I think they'll still need a couple more points from these games to ensure that they don't get overtaken by Everton and Watford. Um, but you would say they, they must be feeling confident, particularly for the, the final game of the season against Chelsea, I would say. Not necessarily, Not necessarily. next Monday. <laughs> yeah, because it is off to uh, the title um, challengers, Man City, on one day. And I remember last season going there and Sergio Aguero scored four in a 5-1 victory for Man City. And I know, harking back to the title winning season, that was the scene of the, the moment when I think most City fans thought, yeah, we can really go on and win this title when they won 3-1 at uh, Man City and Riyad Mahrez scored that wonderful goal and Robert Hoof got two. Last time we went there, it was a very different Man City and it was a very different outcome. Um, but this, 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 could be, um, this, could, this could play into Brendan's hands a little bit. I mean, they'll be desperate for the victory. Uh, with Liverpool going to Newcastle the, uh, on the, the week on Sunday, I think it is. Um, there's only one point in the title race. They'll be desperate for the victory, and that means they could play into City's hands a little bit. Yeah, I think obviously if Liverpool win, which you would expect them to against Newcastle, then all of a sudden Man City will have to win as well to keep to make sure it remains in their hands. Um, yes, I think Leicester will. If Man City 
come onto them. Leicester will, will have those spaces to exploit because I think even though Leicester have changed slightly in that they're they're a better passing team now and they're better in possession, they still have all the attributes they once had on the counter attack. Um, particularly, I think since since Rogers um, has come in and he's it's sort of encouraged the the higher press and the earlier pass a little bit more um, to Vardy. Um, so yes, I think it, it it is an opportunity. I still think Manchester City will be too good, but I think they can take confidence not only from their recent form in the game against Arsenal, but from the two games they played against Man City in December, uh, drew with them in the cup, and then uh, only to lose on penalties, then beat them in the league. Um, so I think there's a of all the teams that in the league that Liverpool could be relying on, I think though they might be fairly pleased that it's that it's Leicester. I think they'll feel that Leicester have got a decent chance. Um, but I think it'll um, it'll be an interesting game. But I think they will have the 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 kind of the the mental side of things that you need to keep your calm in these sorts of situations. I think Manchester City have that, particularly after winning the league last season. So I think they'll. Um, I can only predict a defeat for Leicester. I'm afraid. It leads to some interesting subplots, and I know they're probably more of interest to the nationals than a local paper like ours, but. Um, the fact that Brendan nearly won the title yeah. for Liverpool in 2014 until Steven Gerrard slipped against Chelsea and Man City um, uh, prospered off the back of that. And also the, the fact that he, he gave Raheem Sterling his debut as a 17-year-old at Liverpool and now it's Sterling that's going to be the new Football Writers Player of the Year that's going to be um, uh, in uh, on the opposition trying to score the goals against Brendan Rodgers' side and the, his, his emergence. So there's a couple of lovely subplots, yeah. but... He was asked about doing his old club a favour today, wasn't he? Yes, and he he's saying the right things from a Leicester perspective, I would say. He's basically saying that it's not on his mind at all that he might be able to help his former club win the title uh, and the club became so close to winning the league with. Um, he says that's not on his, his mind at all. His sole focus is on making sure Leicester finish high, as high up the league as possible. Uh, and he, He's a Leicester employee and he's working for Leicester to, to do as good a job for them. Um, but I think it's got to be playing on his mind a little bit. I think I think he's still reasonably well liked on Merseyside, I think for oh, I, th- I believe he is. I mean for those achievements. I have um, a relative who's a season ticket holder at Anfield and he still talks about Brendan in glowing terms. Yeah, and I think not that he would be able to claim any success from from that achievement. But it's just the sort of thing that would make you feel Make you feel good. I think you know he obviously knows knows a lot of people back at back at Liverpool, back at the club. I'm sure he's got a decent relationship. He feels fondly towards the fans as well. And if he can bring them, you know, if he can please Liverpool fans and Liverpool his former players as well as Leicester fans and Leicester players, surely that's you know that's going to be a bonus. And I think it will. I think it will be there in the back of his mind, even if he he's not willing to say so. Well. The last time out um, against Arsenal, he uh, surprised us with a couple of his selections, most notably the inclusion of Hamza Chowdhury. Now, Hamza would perform superbly on the day. Uh, it was an interesting formation, wasn't it, with uh, mm-hmm. Madison, wide left, Tielemans and, and Chowdhury in the middle, and Nididi sitting in. It was still the 4-1-4-1 we've come to see under Rodgers. Do you think he'll stick with that? I think he may, yes, because Chowdhury gives them a little bit more... Bite in there, I think. Then they've got two players in Chowdhury and Ndidi who can both, you know, race around the pitch again. That's going to need them, isn't he, at Man City? Yeah, and you know they need to. It's going to be hard. <laughs> They're not going to have much of the ball. I know we saw at the weekend, perhaps surprisingly, how much possession Leicester had. 
Uh, that's not going to be the case um, against Man City. Leicester are probably going to have maybe 30-35% of the ball. Um, As opposed to the 75% they had against Arsenal, yeah. which was remarkable. You don't want to get that against an Arsenal. No, no, I think you. So because they're not going to see much of the ball, you want players in there that could maybe nick it back in places where they're not expected to and get Leicester on the counter. I think having two players like Chadwick and Didi able to do that, yeah, then I think that makes a, a big difference. Um, so, yes, I think he probably will stick with that side. But saying that, are we only saying technically in the lineup that pushed Madison out to the left. He didn't really play on the left. There was kind of it, we saw it, it was kind of an intriguing situation where on the ball, Madison would move back into his normal position, Chilwell would head up the line, and actually Chowdhury would then drop back in as a left back. Um, so it certainly seems like something that they've worked on in training, the, the, you know, the shape and the, the, sort of the moving around in a triangle to make, to make sure Madison's still getting into his best position. Um, which I think we've spoken about this before, about Roger's desire for a winger that comes inside. Well, if he plays Madison on the wing, he's going to be exactly that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it was clearly a tactic that worked for a first run out to beat Arsenal 3 0. It's a system that clearly. Um, that Even paid before off. the sending off, they Even were Even before the sending off, yeah, they were, they were dominant. And you could, to be honest, if you had to pick a winner, you would definitely have said Leicester before Maitland now uh, was sent off. So, yes, I think he probably will stick with the same system. What I liked about a quote when he, uh, after the game um, last weekend when he said about, I thought we were passive um, against Newcastle, I thought we were passive in the first half against West Ham, I wasn't going to wait for us to be passive again. And that's why he put um, Chowdhury in. So I, I agree with you, I think Chowdhury will start. I think he's talked again today about his energy, the way he can get around, the, cover the ground, but also how technically gifted he is as well. So... I think he's 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 really going to give Chowdhury a run now, but in these last two games, and and then hopefully build some momentum into next season, and I can see Chowdhury playing a, a bigger part next season. Yeah, I think well, what helps as well, like you say, Chowdhury's not a passive player; he is in your face. He's, yeah. He he loves the tackle, as we've seen, um, but also particularly at home, that makes such a difference. I mean, we saw, uh, you know, in the first. I think it's inside the first ten minutes. He made a couple of tackles in a row on Torreira and Jacker and left them both on the floor. But those sorts of things get the crowd on side massively. With the you know it was a big cheer and a you know a big sort of swell of support after seeing those tackles. And I think then you get a bit, if you get a big swell of support and the atmosphere improves and the players improves and I think it just sort of snowballs from there. So that's why I think Chowdhury, particularly at home, might have a a real big role to play. I think maybe. He's, he, when they play against teams where they know they're going to have more of the ball, say next season when they come up against sides coming up from the Championship, maybe they're the sorts of games where Leicester don't feel like they need two, def- two sort of um, high-intensity defensive-minded midfielders. Um, so it may be a case that Chadry comes out for the games against the, the big teams, he just becomes Leicester's big, te- uh, big team player, um, which, should be, which should be interesting. But he certainly is a, is a role that he's taking to very well. Um, and yes, I agree with you. He's certainly going to be a, a, a very good player over the, over the coming seasons. Well, we've got a live blog running throughout Monday night, so you can catch all the action. I know it's on telly, but you won't see everything on the telly. <laughs> and Jordan's going to be in the stadium, so he can tell you what's going on away from the pitch as well, the stuff that you don't see on the telly so join us on Leicestershire Live for the live blog on Monday night we'll have all the build up over the weekend as well uh, building up to the big game at Man City and hopefully it won't be a 5-1 hopefully I'll make the kick off right, like I didn't make the, the start of this press conference today so join us again next time